Hi, my name is Yemi, and I'm here with my co-host, Philia. Hey, everyone. And welcome to Treading Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to taking a deep dive into open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations surrounding our everyday lives, our relationships, and our faith walk with Christ. So, Philia, what are we getting into today? Well, Yemi, we are giving all of you a season pass to miracles where we closely examine the miracles of Jesus Christ and we apply it to our modern day life. Now, miracles are inexplicable events that cannot be explained through scientific means, but we attribute all of these events to the Lord. Now, today we are covering the miracle of healing a woman, a woman with internal bleeding. And we can find this scripture in several of the books, both Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But today I will be reading Mark 5, verses 25 to 34, the ESV version. But please feel free to use any version of your choice. And it begins. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all of that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I touch even his garments, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And he healed of your disease. Amen. Amen. Oh, wow. You know, it's interesting when we first did the story, when we did it with um, when we were doing the series of women in the Bible, when we were doing the power prayer line and to read it again in this miracle, it just it means even more because we were just talking about women in the Bible and just, you know, their triumphs. But now looking at it as an um, actual miracle, I mean, first of all, this woman bled for 12 years. Now, you know, in several societies, even other religions, when a woman is on her, when a woman is bleeding in general or on her menstruation, she's not to touch her children, her husband, her household, her family members, food, laundry, anything that has to do with um, anything that's immediately, that immediately impacts the family household. This woman is supposed to pray in silence, keep to herself until she is cleansed. Now we're talking about this woman for 12 years. You're talking about 365 days a year times 12 that she was bleeding and she could not be healed. No physician, anywhere she went, anywhere she turned, they did nothing for her. So you could even imagine that she was also anemic. She probably reeked of it a bodily odor. Like there's so many things that she was suffering from. And Jesus was so powerful that even his garments healed her. That to me is just 
insanely miraculous. I, I can't even fathom that even the clothes became miracles, you know, even the garment, like he oozed, he oozed the power that even his clothes was able to heal this woman. I think that's, that's amazing. I, I can't, I can't. Yeah. Jesus sensed that power left him, mm-hmm. which I think is really amazing because the his disciples who were around him when he was like, who touched me? His disciples are like, everybody. Everybody's touching everybody, you know? You know, like the people who get mad, like you bumped me. It's like, wait a minute. Like it, it's the subway at rush hour, right? right. We're all bumping each other. Like, right. You know, get a grip. So they're like, what do you mean who touched you? Everybody. But he knew that that something was taken from him. Mm. But imagine in 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 a spiritual realm, right? Because here is a spiritual being. We're all spiritual being, but this is a supreme spiritual being in human form. Mm-hmm. He can feel his power. He can feel his like he radiates power, like you said, like he's oozing it, right? That it's even in the hem of his garment. Wow. And he can feel it leaving him because it's permissive, right? When Jesus heals, he gives that healing. When he performs the miracle, he performs the miracle, right? He consents to it. Here, he didn't consent to it, right? The woman took her healing from Jesus because, you know, maybe she was afraid to go up to him there. You know, as you mentioned, she's unclean. She's not even supposed to be there, let alone touch, you know, Jesus, you know, get out of here. (laughs) Right. So she kind of does this in a secretive way, but Jesus tells her that your faith healed you. So that means that when we pray for healings, when we're praying for our miracles, when we're praying for our breakthroughs that there is a component of faith that means that we can draw power we can draw power by our sheer faith that we can gain from god we can gain from the spiritual realm with a level of faith that sometimes we want things but we don't actually we believe that maybe we're deserving or maybe we're going to get it maybe we're like we're the least of all of these or why should it be me when there's other people right like we we do this whole thing about comparison but this woman was like this is my last resort i'm going to touch the hem of his garment he won't even notice because everybody's touching me but she took from jesus the power to heal but jesus has authority to release power. And he felt that someone took from him. That Mm -hmm. means that your faith can activate something special with Jesus, with God, whereas you can gain power by activating your faith. And and so sometimes when we feel like we're powerless, it means that our faith is not activated. Like if you feel powerless is that you probably are, right? Because you haven't activated that part to gain the power. I mean, it's a really interesting dynamic when I think about it, like, Mm -hmm. because Jesus should be the one who's releasing, right? He Mm -hmm. has the power and authority, but by belief, you are healed. Mm -hmm. Wow. That blows my mind. It does. It does. And um, I I love the fact that Jesus wasn't upset that 
you know, someone asked or touched him without permission because, you know, in all of the other stories, they're either asking for permission, sending someone else, a servant to ask, you know, um, you know, I think the one or two times that Jesus actually went up to someone and, and, and healed them without them asking. And they said, oh, if you permit, then fine. Still, there was still some sort of asking or permission, right? In this one, yeah, it's almost like she was a rogue and she, but her belief that she knew this uh, this man, she knew the power of God. She knew that even his presence would have healed her. And that's the reason why he was still secretly, I guess, impressed and, and, and favored her, you know, in a sense, because it was her faith that made her heal. And he felt that power leave him. And I think that is just so amazing. And it, it like you said, it, it just goes to show that if we activate that faith and we continue and feed it, there's nothing that we cannot get any desire that we that we yearn for because God knows our heart. He knows what is needed. You know, fine, we want a lot of things, but are those things actually necessary? Now, this was um, necessary for this woman's health. It was necessary for her to be accepted back into her community. It was necessary probably even for her to, you know, probably possibly, you know, have a chance to, you know, maybe marry again or something like that or you know, for our family to accept her and for her not to be pushed out and how you call it, uh, marginalized by the people in her community. So this was a necessary evil. And this was Jesus said, go, you are healed, you know? And I think that in itself shows the power of his forgiveness and his mercy. And I think that's why I, I really see this miracle in an even more grand scale than when I read about it in my past. Yeah, this, I mean, I hear about this miracle a lot. And so I've, I've heard like different vantage points about it and the whole fact about Jesus releasing power, the fact that your faith can heal you. But let's, you know, we, when we talked about this, as you said, with women in the Bible, we talked about how her suffering was for years and years and years, right? Like she had exhausted all her money and this was her last hope. If I could just touch the hem of the garment, if I can just get close enough, if I can just, when all else fails, you can turn to Jesus. And, you know, Jesus doesn't feel slighted. Like you said that he, you're his, he's your last resort. He's like, I'm going to, I could be your first, middle or last, no matter what I'm standing, I'm always going to be here for you. And that's the thing about Jesus that, you know, I love because even in this whole um, time on earth and in this period where he was teaching and moving, he knew that he was walking to his death. He knew that the time was coming closer and he was still healing and performing miracles in a way that drew attention to him and away from, you know, maybe him being, being someone to teach you what to do, like have obedience, listen to the word of God, change your ways. Now people are just seeking out a miracle. He's still not upset if you seek out, seek out a miracle. He knows he has ability. He knows he has power. He knows he has authority. He, he doesn't hold that against you. Right. So, Sometimes we feel ashamed or bad by asking for things because we're like, oh, we've already gotten so much. Oh, there's people who, who are less fortunate than me. No, you can come to God as you are 
whenever you 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 want to and his door was always open to you you always have access to him even in a crowded situation you can still call on the name of Jesus when things feel hopeless you can call on the name of Jesus i think this woman touching Jesus and Jesus feeling it meant that there was this powerful exchange right Right. It was imagine praying and having a powerful exchange in your prayer. That means you were deeply connected, deeply rooted. That's how all of our prayers should be. It should be so deep that we're moved, that we feel the Holy Spirit activating, that we hear God's words. That's how we should always be moving. But sometimes we just say prayers because we're like routine or we need to say prayers or we're, you know, we're asking for something, but there's no deepness here. The woman is an example of a deepness, this deep yearning, this deep need. That's how we should approach the throne at all times. Deep yearning and deep need. And the gates, the windows, the doors of heaven will be open to us. We know that from this woman, that you can access it by going into that deep need for the kingdom, for God. Amen. I I love the fact that you talk about being plugged in and activating that faith, right? Because the fact that Jesus said, who touched me, right? And the disciples like, oh, oh, everybody, you know, <laughs> Swan Alex, right? But it also shows even like just thinking of it by, you know, biologically, when you think of penguins, you know, when they're doing their call, you know, after coming from, you know, getting food and leaving their, 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 what they call it, their chicks or, you know, little baby penguins. And it's the call that they hear out of thousands, hundreds of thousands of penguins, right? It's the call that leads them to their own offspring. I feel like that's how God is when we are calling out to him. That is what Jesus is to us, you know? So all of us are praying in this world. Eight billion people are praying, but still, he hears it. Amen. No, it's not noise. It's like everyone has that unique favorite five that, you know, synapses are firing off and, 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 you know, capillaries, veins, all like one intricate machine, but it's all in one. We're all connected in that way. And he's connected to us and we're connected to him, but we got to trust. We got to believe we got to plug in and we got to build a strong relationship. And her faith was that bond in itself. And it was almost like she was zapped, you know, in a sense, like if you even think of it in a magical sense, that's how it, that's how he felt that power leave him, you know, because she was connected into it. Yeah. It's that, that's how we should feel. That's how we should go in when we're praying. We got to feel that like that, like, like an, an internal, you know, system that, that needs to be plugged in for it to not short circuit in a sense, you know, think of it as an electrical impulse. That is the way our prayer life need to be. And our trust and faith needs to be that strong. Amen, Philia. I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. I think we all need to be plugged into to, to God, to Jesus. I think that power, that access, we can feel that connection if we just go deeper. So the challenge is for all of us to just go deeper in our prayer, go deeper in our need, go deeper in our love for God. And I guarantee that you will feel something that you haven't felt before. Maybe you haven't felt in a long time. Just go deeper, plug in, activate your faith, and it'll activate the Holy Spirit. Yeah. 
This was a really, really great um, uh, miracle. I mm -hmm. think it's probably one of the best ones. It is. I really, really learned about. <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, stay tuned for prayer and our closing announcements. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on the miracle of Jesus healing a woman with internal bleeding. Before we end, we have a few announcements and then we would love to close with a prayer. First, we would like to announce that we'll be back next Wednesday to discuss the miracle of Jesus raising Jairus' daughter from the dead. You can find this miracle in the book of Mark, chapter five, verses 21 to 24, as well as verses 35 to 43. We are super delighted to be back on tonight with our Wisdom Wednesdays YouTube live discussion, where we will be discussing your our previous two podcasts and your season past to miracles. We will be on tonight at 7.15 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. Lastly, our weekly podcast, Treading Faith, is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Please check out our Instagram page for updates. And if you like us, spread the news, follow us, and click that like button. Then you can comment and share with your family, friends, and neighbors alike. Now, let us join together in prayer because we believe in the power of prayer, specifically praying from the text of the Bible. God desires that we come to him and be restored back into his grace and favor. Isaiah 55, 11 says, God's word does not come back void. Now, since our prayers are strengthened in numbers, we ask that you come into agreement with us for this closing prayer. Lord, today we apply your word to these blood-related diseases, and we are expecting miracles. Lord Jesus, you personally carried our sins in your body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. Lord Jesus, by faith in your merits, we now take your precious blood and sprinkle it over ourselves and our families, right from the crown of our heads to the very soles of our feet. We claim total and complete protection for our lives and our families. Lord Jesus, keep us free today from evil, sin, temptation, Satan attacks and afflictions, fear of darkness, fear of man, sickness, disease, doubts, anger, all calamities and from all that is not of thy kingdom. Fill us, Lord Jesus, with the gift of your Holy Spirit and grant us the gift of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and discernment so that we will live today in your glory by doing what is right. We praise you, Father. We thank you. We love you and we adore you. Holy Spirit, you make us see everything and show us the way to reach our ideals you who gives us the divine gift to forgive and forget the wrong that is done to us, and you who are in all instances of our lives are with us. We want to thank you for everything and affirm once more that we never want to be separated from you, no matter how great the material desires may be. We want to be with you and our loved ones in your perpetual glory. O oh Lord, our strength and our redeemer, in Jesus' precious name, May we all come into agreement and say, amen, amen, and amen. We thank you so much for listening to us, supporting us, and just being there 
to, to show us all the love and support. We thank you on this very merry holiday. We are wishing you all the best for the upcoming year. And we cannot wait to see you and celebrate tonight at 7.15 Eastern. Don't forget and don't miss it. Until then, we love you. We'll, we'll see you soon. Bye.